0: The longest government shutdown in U.S. history might be over, but the consequences will be felt for some time to come. Lingering dangers on how the government functions to how we battle wildfires and hurricanes remain areas of concern. All of that as another potential shutdown looms on the horizon. This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today from Washington is Bloomberg's climate reporter, Chris Flavel. Good to have you back on the show, Chris.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: So the government is officially open for business today, but how long till it's up and running to the capacity it was before the shutdown?
1: So the short answer is no one knows, right? We've never had a shutdown this long, uh, and people are scrambling to figure out just what the damage is, let alone how long it'll take to fix that damage. I spoke with one person who used to be the CFO at FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. He said, as a rule of thumb, assume that for every day you're shut down, another day to get back up to speed, so perhaps a month. And the problem he noted is, This isn't a straight reopening, right? There's a window after which President Trump has said he will shut the government down again if he doesn't get a deal on a wall. So what I'm told from my reporting is most federal workers will go in a little bit wary of getting involved in new projects, and they'll sort of be on hold. They'll do what they have to, but they won't maybe take on new initiatives. They won't get anything going lest they have to shut it down once more. So worth pointing out, we're not really trying to get up to full speed here. If anything, federal employees are going back into work, Hmm. mostly to get ready for the potential of a second shutdown.
0: Broadly speaking, though, how much will this shutdown end up costing the U.S. in the time frame that the government was closed?
1: So we've got a story out from my colleague Andrew Maeda saying that the figure... One estimate is $3 billion, which is not a huge amount of money. Uh, But the really important point here is, again, we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. You you assume a multiplier um, from federal activity, and we don't know what the effect of the shutdown will be on federal activity in the weeks and months ahead. Uh, One example I heard that really brought this point home was a, a way that agencies have maintained some of their activity during the shutdown is by sort of clever use of what they call carryover funds, pockets of money that they were able to tap to keep some things running for the month-long shutdown. But what was pointed out to me by sources in government and around government is that money was intended for something. Just because you had access to it doesn't mean that it was free money. So now we've got a situation where though the government is reopened, there will be activities that were going to happen that won't happen because the money was used for something else. And we don't even know at this point where that money was going to go. So it's really hard at this point to say what the effects will be economically, fiscally, or in terms of policy, because people are still digging through the remains of the shutdown that just ended.
0: The human element was a major storyline during the shutdown. As you know, 800,000 federal workers went without a paycheck for a month. What does this mean for the government itself? I, mean, I imagine the threat of being unpaid weeks at a time is not an attractive work benefit.
1: So, w- we looked, among other things, we looked at what happened after the shutdown in 2013. Now, that was only 16 days, roughly half as long as a shutdown that just ended. But even after 16 days, there's a real noticeable spike in the number of federal employees who took early retirements uh, for months. Obviously, past is not prologue. We have no idea whether what happened then will happen now. But it sure seems reasonable that some people will say, man, I just missed two paychecks. Maybe I'll look at other options. Maybe I'll look at leaving. Uh, and certainly, this is a big deal for contractors. Contractors in the future we're told with pretty good certainty will bake this into their future rates. They will say, we'll do this work for you, but we now have to incorporate the chance of another shutdown Mm. into what we charge. And at a minimum, that'll mean the government has to pay more for the same level of work. And I think even scarier possibility is that the top people in terms of skill and quality just won't do it anymore. They won't put up with the headache or they'll charge a really significant premium. So either way, The cost of running government services will be higher going forward, and no one can say how long that might last. It might last forever.
0: Your reporting points out that some of these government workers that were furloughed the past months missed out on some crucial training. What exactly uh, were they missing out on?
1: So one thing in particular that's become pretty pretty noticeable in the last few years is disasters are getting worse, whether Um. it's hurricanes or wildfires. Government does a lot to try and get ready for those events. The National Hurricane Center brings in local officials from hurricane-prone areas and trains them on how to use federal data to make really important decisions. For example, when to evacuate their towns. Those training sessions were gonna happen this month and they have mostly been canceled. The people we spoke with said they are not gonna be rescheduled. There's no time before hurricane season. Now you're going into the hurricane season. We know climate change is making it worse and they're not ready with the information they need to make those decisions. Another example is wildfire training. Another example is all told emergency training. Those things haven't happened. The result is people are going in to, again, an increasingly bad storm season, less prepared than they would be otherwise.
0: So, we are now putting ourselves in the position with the government to possibly close down once again uh, around February 15th, that uh, our federal government is not trained are prepared properly to handle major hurricanes uh, and major wildfires, both which you said are growing in numbers.
1: Yeah, and look, I think if it's a short-term thing, if it doesn't happen again, federal employees take their job really seriously. For the most part, they're good at what they do. They'll find a workaround. I think the real concern, when I spoke to people, is, number one, the consequences of the shutdown that we can't figure out yet, that we haven't seen. Number two, if it becomes a, a permanent feature of budget negotiations, all these really complicated programming and scheduling decisions through the year, all of a sudden get uh, get thrown in disarray. And so I think the, the real worry is, how bad was it? We don't know. And will it happen again? And no one knows that.
0: You know, a lot of images we saw during the shutdown um, came from national forests that remained open during the shutdown, but without park rangers because they were instructed to not show up to work. How bad was the damage to, you know, what a lot of people consider national treasures?
1: So I I, I hate to sound like a broken record here, but (laughs) yet again, we don't know, right? It's going to take time just to get into these parks and inspect whatever damage might have happened, let alone figure out how to fix it, let alone find money to fix it, let alone fix it. And so there's this element of the, uh, the unknown unknowns uh, and that, I think, it just compounds this, right? And then planning for it, I, mean, I, really, I have some sympathy for the, uh, the workload facing federal workers going back to their jobs, because not only are they trying to get caught up on what they would have been doing for the past month, but they have to even get their hands around what the damage is, and then see, do we have time and resources in the fiscal year to deal with it? And again, no, one, no one's going to know, mm-hmm. at least for a couple of days, maybe weeks, what the answer to those questions is.
0: And now, to make sure all of those specific functions of the government get going again and get those trainings or do the jobs that they need to do, is there anyone overseeing that type of, like a czar, or is this just up to every agency?
1: So, OMB, the Office of Management and Budget, it's a, a sort of a wing of the White House, um, effectively assumes responsibility for shutdown planning. Uh, and certainly, as we were researching, what the problems are from this shutdown. We spoke with former OMB staff. Presumably they'll play a role also in coordinating it. But again, there's only so much you can coordinate. I think the first thing that has to happen is workers have to get back into the office or their park or wherever they are and then see for themselves what's going on. It's hard to plan for such a, again, unprecedented situation um, short of giving everyone a mandate to do the best they can, but OMB can't lengthen the fiscal year, right? They can't put days back on the calendar. They can't put working hours back into your system that you don't have because the time has passed. So it's it's really it's a race now. And I think one of the most jolting things I heard in reporting this story was, if you're a federal worker, whatever your file is, what do you do with a month less in your year? You get the same amount of work. Do you drop something? Do you do everything faster and therefore less well? Uh, and how do you decide that? Those are the kind of questions I think weren't really anticipated, and we're only now beginning to think about what the consequences might be.
0: I don't mean to sound like an alarmist, but this is all pretty scary stuff.
1: Well, the optimistic view might be, until we know for sure, uh, maybe nothing really bad happened, right? The, the unknown quality here can go either way. Uh, certainly, as somebody who writes about the effects of climate change and disasters, uh, I have some idea that when when the Forest Service, for example, can't do prescribed burns in areas that are at risk of fire in a window during the year, there's really their only window because of conditions to do those burns. It's not good, right? Uh, whether it's catastrophic probably not. We don't know yet. Um, But I think in every policy area, whether it's climate change or anything else, you could argue that the government was already pushing pretty hard with the resources it had. When you make that job harder, again, whether it's natural disasters or anything else, by taking a month away, you start to push past what can happen, uh, the the boundaries of the possible. Um, With wildfires and hurricanes, we won't know until wildfire season and storm season start how bad things are in terms of people being unprepared, uh, but certainly things weren't great to begin with. This country was already struggling with the effects of climate change, as we've seen from the last two years of storms. This will certainly only make it worse.
0: Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. You can follow Chris and his reporting on Twitter. He's at CFlave. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on our iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.